You literally could not pay me. Even Talon tried. Take them shoes off. That's nasty. Do you go barefoot in your house? Yep. Always? Yep. Even if your floor is clean? Yep. Or dirty? Yep. Do you go barefoot in your house? Do you not? Not. I only go barefoot in like my bedroom. Grace, take them shoes off. Like, no, you won't, no, you won't no. Walk around don't the take my shoes off. You That's won't walk nasty. around the kitchen barefoot. Oh, my kitchen? Yeah. Holy is never. Is your kitchen nasty? Yeah. Yeah, they're dirty. It's super <laughs> gross. Like, like my feet will Just be black on the bottom. Like whoa. if I walked through my kitchen, like it would be nasty. Yeah, but do you think I have time to Swiffer? Oh, she's a busy <laughs> yeah. woman. Actually, it's, actually, actually, it's do you have? Do I even have time to Swiff? <laughs> what? It's, it's a Swiffer. So you got a Swiff. It's a, you're Swiffing. She's a Swifty. She's looking Wait, for Taylor do you Swift call it, tickets. I'm Swiffing. Yeah, true. So true. Yeah. You would say I gotta go Swift. I'm Swiffing today. You don't say that. I'm Nobody says with my that. Shoes you off. have never said that I'm in your life. I'm swiffing with my shoes off. Nobody says that. It's so gross. I say that. That's not a real thing. Does Logo barefoot in your house? Yeah. That's so freaky to me. Like tile? <laughs> you can't go barefoot on tile. That's like you're going to get cursed if you're Free going barefoot. But it feels kind of good. No. That's it like, like that has if it's to a be... hot summer day and you step onto like cool tile... That has to be like a witch tale. Is that what they're called? A witch tale? <laughs> what are you talking we about? Talk, we, like, can't, we can't talk about witches on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The Jesus you podcast. know those things that it's like you're going to get cursed if you do that? Walking barefoot on tile, that you feels like... You think you'll like get cursed? You're going to get like bad energy. For Samoans, is sweeping at night. And sweeping... <laughs> like I think it, it like sweeps the spirits out. It like wakes them up? Yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> but, but if, if we do, do a barefoot. Out, if you're sweeping <laughs> them out, don't you feel like that's good? Grace... Ten dollars if you take your shoes off right now. No, that's ten. Dre's money. And I'll put, I'll add ten. That's twenty right there. That is so gross. No one wants to see my feet here. <laughs> no one wants to see my feet. Do you have stinky feet? Is that yes, a real problem? I have, you do? Yes, yes. I'm oh. embarrassed about it. Oh, now you're embarrassing me in now. public. Yeah, no, sorry. You guys, I have the stinkiest feet. Like my family bullies me. <laughs> like it's really bad. She says about the floor. It's not about the floor. It's just it's about, about her about stinky feet. feet y'all. No, you guys. Do you want to know something really embarrassing? This is so bad. In high school, what I would do is I was getting, I would get so embarrassed about my feet stinging and everyone made you take your shoes off when you got to their house. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud right now. That what I would do, this is real, I promise. I would take my shoes off and then I would immediately ask to go to the bathroom and I am not kidding you. you I would wash, your feet. wash my feet in their sink. In their sink. sink? Oh my goodness. I'm dead serious. Isn't I'm that speechless. terrible? I have nothing to say after that. I know. I can't believe that I did that. That's sad. You got some sorry friends, dude. <laughs> well, I'm so self-conscious. Your friends should just embrace your stinky feet. No, they couldn't. They would. We would throw embrace up. your stinky feet. They would throw up. You would. They're so bad. Like it's really bad. Like it, like I should like go. Like I need help. Like you need like a doctor. Yeah. So if any of <laughs> you have a doctor, well, I need everybody, fun. welcome to this is kingdom. <laughs> Uh, I'm Grace. I'm Talon. I'm TJ. This is a podcast where we talk about (laughs) Jesus and and all of the good things and conference talks and everything that we love. So, welcome. This week, y'all, we're coming in hot with the talk, Do You Know Why I, as a Christian, Believe in Christ by Elder Amad S. Corbett. Did I nail the name? Nailed it. Proud of me? That's why you did it, not me. Let's go. Let's get it. All right, y'all, I got some serious thoughts on this one. Um... And I have been thinking about this all week long because he asks a question in there. And the question is, why did Jesus have to die? Um, mm. And I'm like, oh, that's basic. Like, I've grown up in this church. Like, I should know that question. But then I was like, 
actually know the why. Like, why did that actually have to happen? And the more that I thought about it, the more that I realized, I think there's actually not one reason. Like, I actually think there's a lot, there's like layers to it. You know what I mean? And there's like different reasons for it. And I want to focus on one, if that's cool with all of you. Sound good? Mm -hmm. um, but I got to start with story time. I got to start off talking about my little sister. And y'all, she is just the sweetest. Oh. Her name's Taylor. She's the one that's closest to me. Um, growing up, we kind of hated each other. She literally bit skin off my back, y'all. That's how vicious she was. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I have that's a scar. Insane. Have you seen my scar? It's real, okay? <laughs> but then we became like besties. Like It was like when we got out of the childhood phase. You know what I mean? How that happens? You yeah. become good friends. Um, we were tight as can be, and I felt like it was my number one job in life to like be a protective older brother and not let her date anyone that wasn't good enough for her, right? As you should. As you and should. so she like met this guy and was like, starting to go on dates with them. And I was like, okay, I have to like be a total jerk to him. I have to like intimidate the crap out of him, right? Cause that's my job as a brother. And so I, this is all completely irrelevant by the way. I don't know why I'm giving this much detail right now. Keep going. But I go and he's just like the nicest guy in the world. I couldn't even be mean to him. You've met him, right? Have you met him too? Have you met Grant? Yeah. Such a nice guy. Cool. The only way I can describe him is he's like a real life buddy the elf. Like that's like just who he is. Nicest guy ever. If you meet him, you just love him. Um, anyways, my sister, her whole life has wanted to be a nurse. That's all she's ever wanted to do. Like from the time she was like four years old, she told my mom, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm like, okay. Um, and so she started nursing school and at first it like rocked her world. Like it was so hard for her. Like there was a lot of emotional breakdowns, a lot of tears. It was not good. Um, and she was taking this anatomy class and we all know anatomy is like a tough class and she failed. And after she failed that, she's like, y'all, I can't do it. Like, I'm not going to be a nurse. I'm not going to make it. Um, and we gave her like this pep talk and we're like, no, you can do it. Come on, you got to do it. And so she like enrolls in the class again, goes to take the class that she already failed once. And this is what her husband did. Are you ready for this? He went at his school, signed up for an anatomy class. Now you have to understand he's a finance major. Okay. If you're a finance major, you don't take anatomy. Like you don't go near that. You don't need it. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. But he's like, no, I'm going to take anatomy so I can like support you in this, so I can understand you, so I can get what you're going through. And so that semester, they both took anatomy, they passed, she graduated, she's a nurse now, like living her dream job. But when I think about my brother-in-law doing that, I'm like, that is the most studly, are you, are you Goodbye. shocked? Goodbye, right? yeah. Goodbye. Do you need a man like that now? Yeah, holy. <laughs> and this is like, what got me thinking about it is there's this phrase that it uses in scripture so much, and it talks about how Christ descended beneath all things, right? And so what I think that's saying is like, whatever your low point is, Christ went there and then he went lower, right? And so like, why did he have to die? He had to like descend past like death itself. He had to like suffer every pain, every heartache, every struggle that there is, because that's the only way that he could look at you and truly help you. And like when I think about my brother-in-law doing this, I'm like, I will love that man forever because he sacrificed a full semester to fully understand how to help my sister, you know? And then when I think about Jesus, it's like, wh why did he do that? It's like, because he's a savior that wasn't just okay with sitting on top of the throne saying, get to me. He was a savior that went to our deepest, lowest, worst point and said, let me get out of this with you. Like, let me walk with you in this low point. Ooh. Boom. And I love that he didn't just do it there. Like you watch him like live that his entire life. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't even just show that through his death. Like he actually showed it just as much in his life. Like I think there's something so beautiful in the fact that like 
this past weekend, come follow me. We like studied the woman who was caught in adultery. Oh man! And it's so interesting to me that like when you go through that story, if you just read it, like beautiful, change your life. But if you like think about like what it actually looks like, anytime he interacts with the like with the girl. He, like, gets down on mm. her level. Like, it, like, specifies in the scriptures. Like, he, like, bends down to yeah. talk to her. And anytime he talks to, like, the Pharisees and the scribes, he, like, stands up and then he talks to them. Or so, like, he, like, goes up and down over and over and over again. And it is, like, like visible proof that he's, like, wait, let me actually meet you where you are. Like, mm. on your lowest point, like, when you just got caught, like, in the middle of making your biggest mistake and now everyone in the world is looking at you, like, let me come to your level. Like, actually, physically. But then it keeps going because then even think about, like, the thief on the cross. Like, he met him on the cross. Like, in his worst moment, Mm. at the worst possible place, like, he said, oh, actually, like, I will be in the same situation as you. Like, the worst possible death, like, that's what you're getting, like, for being a thief. Great, like, put me right there next to you and, like, let's do this together. And I think that's a really powerful thought that, like, from the beginning, he's like, wait, I'm going to do this the way that you are going to have to do this. But also, like, I will go to the end of the earth. Like, actually, I will die so that, like, we all go through this together. Mm, that's so good. <clears throat> I love just, yeah, just the fact that he's not just going to, like, instruct us or give us advice, but he's, like, going to help us being there with us. Like, I love this story. I'm so grateful you brought up the woman taking in adultery, just that he's right there, like you said, right in the just in the thick of it. Like, in, And I love that it's like you think of him in between her and then all those Pharisees and scribes with the stones, right? He, he's not just off on the side like, hey, man, stop. Yeah, whoever's perfect, throw the first stone, you good. Like he's in there, like in the middle. Like if someone's going to start stoning her, he's probably going to get hit too. Like I love that that's who he is. And then I, I'm just thinking as you're talking these other stories, like, with Jesus calming the storm, like he's in the boat with him. You know what I mean? And even after, like even after he says, hey, I'm not going to be here forever, but when I leave, I'm going to send the spirit to be with you. And you're gonna, that's how you're going to feel my peace, you know, because they're freaking out. And I think we're freaking out because we're like, oh, God, where you at? But it's like he said already, like, no, like I'm going to send my spirit to be with you. Like I'm going to give you comfort. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to give you people. I'm going to give you prophets so that you're never alone. So mm-hmm. I've got you in your low moments. Yeah, and I just, like, it makes me love Jesus so much because when I think of, like, leaders, I think of, like, presidents, you know, it's like maybe they live in, like, the White House. They live in, like, this bougie place where they, like, have their servants, where they're taken care of, where, like, everything's handed to them on a platter. It's like a nice life, right? Like, that's what I think of when I think of, like, a king or a prince or, like, royalty. Um, But, like, the Savior we believe in, the king we believe in, like, was born in, like, the lowest point in such, like, a lowly situation. And, like... Mm. He was born with so little and he like went to the lowest of lows. And I actually like the more I think about it, I think it's one of the biggest reasons that I love Jesus. He's not a leader that sits at the throne and says, come to me. He's the one who gets down like in the mud and says like, I'm, I'm wrestling in this with you. And it's just like, that's the kind of person that I want to follow. Like the kind of person on the field with me, like working and sweating and struggling. Like that's who I want to follow. So one of my brothers, when he was on his mission, he like decided he was gonna like have this big deep dive into the word hope. And he was like, just like, I don't know, sometimes you just do that. You're like mm. fascinated by something. So you just like unpack it super deep. And so he like wrote a little sticky note with the word hope on it and like put it above his desk. And then every day he was like, I'm gonna study hope, I'm gonna study hope. Like, let me figure like figure out what I can like discover. And as he was studying, he like looked up at his sticky note one day and he just thought in his head, he like saw all the words like written like H O P E, all the letters, and he all of a sudden was like, Oh. 
has one person ever. And he was like, whenever I need hope, I can think like, oh, has one person ever like failed a test and still gotten an A in the class? And he's like, yeah, I'm not the first person to ever do that. Or has one person ever had a really crappy day on their mission and like stayed out? Yeah, like someone's done that. Has one person ever like fill in the blank of any bad thing, like lost a game but won the championship? Has one person ever like fallen apart in public and like their day was still bad but it got mm. better the next day? You know what I'm saying? Like whatever bad thing, like has one person ever gone through this? And then he stopped and he was like, you know what? Even the very worst thing, the hardest thing I could ever imagine, the answer to that question will always be yes. Has one person ever blank? Yes, because of Jesus. And I think mm. that like maybe that's why he had to die. So yeah. has one person ever overcame death? Yes, Jesus. You can even have hope in that. Mm. <clears throat> Amen. I love that. It's so good. I want to ask one really quick question because I know there's got to be someone sitting listening to this conversation and being like, yeah, okay, I know that Jesus did this and I know that he's with me, but like I sometimes I still don't feel it. You know, like maybe someone's in the crap. Like I just have some close family and friends that are just going through like crap right now, like really heavy stuff. And what would be your guys' number one advice for someone who understands, okay, maybe Jesus went through that. Like how do they remember and feel it that he's there with them and feel that, like maybe feel some peace? Hmm. Um, uh, it's so interesting because I think sometimes if he doesn't take it away, we think that he's not there with us. You know, we think that he doesn't know. We think that he's not aware because um, we just want it gone. But the more that I've thought about this, it's so interesting because Christ was, he's able to be a savior because he experienced all things. He experienced all hard. The more that I think about that, the more that I realize hard makes me more like Jesus. Like hard actually helps me become like he is. And it makes me change the way that I see like difficulty where he's like, listen, I know this is hard and I know exactly what it's like, but I'm going to let you keep going through this. Because the second you make it to the other end, you're going to have a capacity to help people in that same situation that you would never have without it. And I think Christ has that perfect understanding that the most meaning, the most fulfillment comes when you're able to lift somebody else, when you're able to really make a difference in your life. But sometimes the first step to really being able to help someone is going through the pain yourself. And he understands that better than anybody. I love that. And I think there's just like this, like, like we already talked about it is just remembering like, oh, wait, it might not go away. Like that girl who was caught in adultery was still laying on the floor, like it caught in the middle of her like biggest mistake she's ever made. Like it's not going to go away, but he's going to be in there with you. So maybe mm -hmm. instead of like looking for the problem to disappear or all the crap and all the crappy stuff to be gone start looking for him in the middle of it. I love that. Mm. I think that would be super helpful. Thank you, guys. Love it, TJ. Let's nice. get him a song, yeah? Let's get it. <clears throat> okay, so part of my advice, if you're going through it, is to listen to this song and to do what it says. <clears throat> Where can I turn for peace? Where is my solace when other sources cease to make me
so 